This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1468. Check your relationship health. Four indicators for success. Part two, by Sarah Sanitsai of prospecttherapy.com. Hello, everybody, and happy hump day. I'm Greg Audino. Glad to have you here with me once again, this time for the continuation of yesterday's post from Sarah Stanitsai. Be sure to listen to yesterday's first part if you haven't done so already. But if you have, then I'm sure you're as eager as I am to hop back in, so let's keep this intro nice and short and do just that as we continue optimizing your life. Check Your Relationship Health, Four Indicators for Success, Part 2, by Sarah Stanitsai of prospecttherapy.com. Number 3, Defensiveness. Criticism and defensiveness go hand in hand. We become defensive when we know we're in the wrong. It's normal to want to defend yourself, especially if you feel like your partner is always calling you out for something. You can hear defensiveness anytime someone says, yeah, but you've already dismissed the other person without stopping to consider that they may be onto something. Strong relationship? You can accept when your partner has a point, even if it sucks. You can apologize for that aspect of the conflict without giving in altogether and suppressing your feelings. Okay, you're right about that. I know I don't spend as much time with you as I used to. Can we figure out a way that I can still go to the gym during the week without feeling guilty? I mean, I honestly didn't realize that this bothered you. Help me understand why this is such a big deal to you. I can see why you would feel that way. Work on this. You deflect any criticisms or complaints by focusing on what the other person is doing wrong, you give ultimatums, or you just shut down without being productive. You keep score against your partner and go back and forth about every reason why you're right and they're wrong. Well, what about you? When I'm home, you never talk to me anyway. What else am I supposed to do? Okay, so I can never do anything for myself. That's fine. I'll just stop doing anything for myself and spend all my time at home with you. Remember when you had those late nights at your last job and I didn't complain? The bottom line? Ask yourself if any part of what they're saying is true. Letting your partner explain their side until you can see their point doesn't mean you're giving in. Putting defenses down, however, means both of you are more likely to be heard. Number four, stonewalling. After a certain amount of time spent arguing, it's common that either you or your partner might shut down and stop responding. This behavior is called stonewalling, and it's incredibly frustrating for the partner on the receiving end. There's a difference between taking a minute to cool down and stonewalling your partner. And this distinction is quite important. Fun fact, stonewalling occurs as a result of flooding or physical-slash-emotional overwhelm. 
Think increased heart rate, flushed skin, and sweating. When your mind and body are so activated during a conflict, at some point they just get so elevated that they shut down. Some people seem to flood almost immediately, usually because they're already more activated by the time the argument starts. Actually, I'm not sure that's a fun fact. Are you able to have a constructive conversation, or do you need to calm yourself down first? Did you check in with your partner if they're ready to talk? Or are you focused on resolving the issue immediately in order to hurry up and feel better? Strong relationship? You and your partner take a step back from a fight and cool down. Then come back to the conversation when you're both a little more emotionally stable. You notice if you or your partner appear to be checked out, or just giving one-word answers, and agree to table the conversation so you can both calm down. I'm so upset I'm not even thinking clearly right now. Can we cool off and talk about this tomorrow after work? Look, I want to have this conversation, but I just got home and I haven't eaten all day. It's not going to go well. Can we talk in a few hours? Work on this. One of you insists on resolving the issue immediately and don't respect that the other person is overwhelmed. You get annoyed that your partner needs some time. You or your partner refuses to continue the conversation and stop responding or walk away without acknowledging why, and then you don't pick the conversation back up. Fine, whatever you want. You're right. I give up. No, we can't talk about this later. We're getting to the bottom of this now because I don't want to have this fight again. The bottom line? You can and should stop a conversation anytime you notice emotional flooding. The key is to point it out and agree when to check back in instead of just abruptly shutting down. Your relationship's health. If you feel you and your partner have exhibited any of these examples, don't panic. Couples fight, and they critique each other, and they say things that they don't mean to one another. The goal isn't to be perfect, but instead, to be self-reflective and adaptable. Be open to change. Allow yourself to apologize to your partner, and expect the same in return. The good news is that all of these four horsemen can be worked on, and they all have antidotes. Observe where you're personally making mistakes, and vow to do better. Happy couples aren't those with no issues. They are those who put in the work and try to be better for one another. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Check Your Relationship Health, Four Indicators for Success, by Sarah Stanitsai of ProspectTherapy.com. And there we have it, Sarah's post in its entirety. Thanks again to her for letting us share it. Now, this second part definitely yielded some amazing thoughts as well. And beware, uh, her section on stonewalling definitely might call for some pre-existing agreements between you and your partner, as handling stonewalling with a clear head uh, can be a little bit difficult in the moment. For example, you and your partner might want to consider what it would be like to say in advance, after a half an hour of arguing, let's take an hour to sit with our thoughts, collect ourselves, and then come back with a clear mind, or something like that. Now, this approach might sound contrived or too formulaic, but it's not so much about the time restraints on it, but the value is that both partners are being recognized and space is given to them. And this reinforces a sense of mutual respect in the disagreement, the lack of which is often what makes disagreement so hard in the first place. So it's something to consider in terms of reminding yourselves that you're on the same team. It's time to get going, though, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening to both parts of this post. I hope you did. Uh, and for listening every day. Wishing you a great Wednesday if you are listening in real time. And be sure to come on back again tomorrow for the parenting leg of the week. That's where your optimal life awaits.